Welcome to Making Fit Work. I'm your host, Nina McGough, certified personal trainer and nutrition coach and busy mom of two. I'm committed to helping you get real results by sharing best practices and life hacks to staying consistent. I also regularly interview other busy professionals who have mastered the ability to juggle it all while staying the course with their health and fitness. Let's get started. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Making Fit Work. Thank you so much for tuning back in with me here. I am here with my friend today, Lauren Dorscheid, part-time massage therapist, full-time mom, fitness foodie, and avid runner. Lauren, thank you so much for taking the time to be here with me today. You are welcome. All the way from North Carolina. (laughs) (laughs) You were one of the people that just came to my mind when I thought of just even the podcast title, right? Making fit work. How do we make it work? How do we constantly make these healthy habits part of our lives consistently? And I know you're super busy. You used to live down here on the South Coast, relocated to North Carolina. And I see that you're still lifting and running (laughs) and making it a priority, just like it was before for you. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So let's start off. Tell us a little bit, because I don't even think I really know a little bit about how you got started in fitness. Take us back to whenever it started for you. My parents were crazy runners as well. Okay. Um, My mom and her time has run like 30 plus marathons and my dad's done 40 plus. Wow. I grew up the kid where like snacks in our house were power bars and, you know, every weekend I'd be on the sidelines at some race, you know, not even really realizing the extensiveness of a marathon at the time, just kind of like, oh, they're running again. But then I just kind of started, like, I think I ran my first little race when I was like six and it was one mile around Elm Park in Worcester, Massachusetts. And I came in first girl. (laughs) Congratulations. (laughs) Yeah. And then I didn't really get into it on my own until I'd say like middle school, I started dabbling in some sports and I tried things and I just really wasn't into it until I discovered or rediscovered, I should say running. So that's when it kind of like became a thing of mine that I was like, Ooh, I'm kind of decent at this. And I also enjoy it was high school, I would say. So that's interesting. So your parents never like pushed you into running. I mean, I think they're the reasons that I ran my first little race at five. Cause I right. think if I had choice to like stay home and watch cartoons or run a mile, I would probably pick cartoons. But yeah, yeah, that was just kind of like naturally what I fell into, which is funny. My 12 year old runs for her middle school cross country team. So we have like, that just keeps going down the line. (laughs) That's funny. So I love that because clearly they influenced you without truly saying like, you should be a runner or you should be doing this. It just kind of came naturally. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. And now that's happening for your girl. Your youngest or your oldest is running? They both run. My 12-year-old runs for her middle school cross-country team. Nice. So 12 and how old is the other? Nine. Nine. Okay, 12 and nine. So that's busy ages. It is. Yes, for sure. I mean, you know, I just remember being a kid and it was just kind of a known fact that my parents were going to run. Like I knew whatever we had planned that day was not going to start until after they ran. And so I just try and let that be known with my kids too. But, you know, luckily I've done more lifting recently than running and we have a home gym in our garage. So it's been kind of cool because I like to preface the kids with like what the day is going to look like the next day. I'm like, okay, listen, you know, I have to do bus duty. Dad's not here. So I'm going to have to work out after school, but you're welcome to come in the garage with me. I just kind of like to 
make it a plan, but I also let it be known that like, this is going to get done, you know? So don't ask me for X, Y, and Z before A, B, and C happens. Yes. And I just think it helps to kind of have that kind of, I don't know, anticipation for the kids to know what the day is going to look like and know when mom's available, when mom's not available. Plus it kind of holds me accountable too. If I'm like, okay, I'm going to work out after work. I'm like, I told them that. So I probably should. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So we were just talking a little bit offline, but that happened for me too, when the pandemic hit and I Mm -hmm. had to get used to working out on my own at home as well. Right. Creating like an at home gym. And I felt like that was a good way to hold me accountable by just saying like, this is what's on our agenda for the day. Mom's working out at this time. So you guys can watch TV or play video right. games at that time. But then after that, we're doing X, Y, Z, bop, bop, bop. Yeah. And, and I think that's important too, is like to know that like mom's going to have her time, but then, you know, I'm all yours after let's right. play games. Let's do this. Let's, you know, head out somewhere. So I think it's a balancing act. It really is. But I think you, you know, you have to prioritize yourself. Sometimes I think moms sometimes get stuck in the rut of like putting all of their eggs into the kid basket. And then you have nothing left for yourself or for mm-hmm. other people. So, you know, I think it's a healthy thing to be able to do this. What is it? One out of 24 hours, you know, an exercise right. yeah. Um, for yourself, because then you're kind of like, okay, I took care of myself. I feel good. I did something good for myself. Now my energy can be fully, you know, fully here. Yeah. Yes. So for all the moms out there who have major <laughs> mom guilt about this, when you were a kid, did it ever occur to you or bother you that your parents were going to run first before doing any of the family activities? I guess sometime as like a, you know, low patience child and you're like, oh, can't you just skip your run so we can leave it like 10 instead of noon? Yeah. But you also just expect it. So it is what it is. And my kids do the same thing. Like, oh, do you have to work out today? Right. And then you're just like, I do, you know, and it's going to be an hour and then, and then I'm yours. It's fine. Yeah. Deal with it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I just think it like when it comes down to that mom guilt, sometimes we put it on us. Like we feel so bad that we're taking away time from them. But it wasn't until I started wrapping my head around like, you know what? The kids aren't like, oh my God, do you have to? Like I'm letting them watch a little TV while I do this workout. Exactly. They get their little time too. Yeah. So I noticed for me, my oldest would be like looking at the clock and then coming over to be like, mom, are you going to go work out? Cause like (laughs) I had said to him, right. Like you could watch TV or you could play video games during the one hour or 30 minutes, whatever it was going to be that I was going to work out. So it was almost like he was like watching the clock for me. Like, um, excuse me, it's your workout time. Oh, you know? So I think we have to remember that. Yeah. Cause that's something that they enjoy too, you know? And like we're a screen time limiting family. So when they do get that hour of screen time, they're like, okay, mom, you do whatever you want for your hour. Cause I'm all set. Yeah, Uh, exactly. Yeah. But it does feel better when things are balanced too. Cause I feel like if I go, if we just have like busy week or something like that, and I feel like I haven't spent that much time with them, there have been times that I've been out in the garage exercising and I'm like, where I'm at right now, I need to be with my kids and I'll do a couple of things and cut it short. And yeah, you know, so I think Something's better than nothing, but I also think you have to really kind of like tune into how you're feeling about it too, you know? And I think that's why prioritizing them before or after your workout makes you feel better about getting that workout in too, because you don't feel as bad about it if everything's kind of spaced out evenly. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So you started off running in high school is when you kind of reignited the love Mm -hmm. for running. How has your fitness journey evolved for you over time? 
So I guess when I moved from Worcester to the New Bedford area, when I started dating my now husband, he put me on a blind date with who's now my best friend, Patty, um, because they went to CrossFit together and he was just like, hey, you know, my wife doesn't really know anyone and I know you run and she runs and she was a marathoner. So I went from running my cute little like five or six miles to training for my first marathon within the first year of knowing her. Wow. So that was big. And that's how I met my really good friends in the New Bedford area was through marathon training because there's just this big running community there and they'd meet at the, you know, the corner of the park and then we right. meet at each other's houses. And, you know, and when you're running for three hours with these people, I mean, you really get to know them. Right. So yeah, my running evolved from just like 5Ks in high school to full-fledged marathon training in a matter of like a handful of years, just kind of based on the people I met, you know? And then you feel like, okay, I am my parents because they are marathoners. <laughs> and I inevitably ended up being a marathoner, as did my brother. So that's kind of funny. That is funny. Um, yeah. And then I think I started, I've always like lifted a little bit. Like one of my first jobs as a teenager was at the YMCA and you got a free membership. So I would kind of like dabble in there. But my husband was really into lifting. He's a, a power lifter, Olympic lifter. So I think once he started teaching me more things and I would do them, I would notice like my running felt stronger and my injuries were a little bit less. Uh, and yeah. Over time, I started lifting a little bit more. And now I'd even say I've evolved so much to lift more than I run. <laughs> right. Just because it feels good for my body. You know, and I think that's the big thing with fitness is you can outgrow certain things. And I was always kind of labeled this runner because my parents were, and I was for so long. And now I'm more of a lifter. And it's like, you have like an identity crisis somewhere along the line. Yeah, I can see that. But it's just, you know, you have to do what feels good. And yeah. I think that's what people struggle to do in fitness is they always think they have to do what someone else is doing. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily something they're enjoying or that feels good to them. And then they get discouraged and don't work out. And, you know, so I think that's a huge part of it is like for me moving away to North Carolina and as much as I miss them separating from these marathoning girls almost gave me the permission to stop, like take, take a minute, not saying never, but take a minute, stop marathoning, really realize how much I love lifting, which lifts I like. And then I got excited about working out all the time versus, you know, in marathon, you kind of get stuck in this rut of like, oh, I have to hit this many miles this week or mm. whatever. But when I started to just slow down and tune into what I really wanted to do, my body craved lifting more. And then, you know, I'd spend my morning coffee, like kind of making these workouts on my phone to go out in the garage and do. And some of the things I'd be like, yeah, that, that wasn't what I thought. And other things would like really excite me. And, you know, so that would be a huge thing I would, you know, tell people is like, you have to do something for you. Like, just because your best friend runs doesn't mean you have to run just because your best right. friend lifts. You know, I think movement is the most important thing, you know? Absolutely. And, yeah. And, and taking rest days, which I think for some of us can be hard, you know, because you, you want to get that burn in or that feeling. Before you moved to North Carolina, how often mm -hmm. would you say you were lifting to supplement your runs? I was probably only lifting about, I would say twice a week and running the other three or four days and then taking some rest. Mm -hmm. Now it's like running once or twice a week and lifting the other days, but then also working in like mobility days and things that genuinely help my body and not mm -hmm. necessarily like the calorie burn. Cause you feel just as good if you spend 20 minutes of like stretching or yoga or range of motion things yeah. um, as you do, you know, going for a run. And so that was a big eye opener for me too, is like, if I didn't necessarily have time to work out, whether it was 
you know, I'm not feeling well or whether it's just crazy work day or tons of errands or feeling guilty about maybe not spending as much time with the kids. Like I'll just stretch for 20 minutes and I feel just as energized and just as good. And my body just wants to move. You know, it doesn't always have to be the heaviest or the longest or the whatever creates the most sweat. It's just your body wants to to feel loved at some point. And sometimes even just hopping in an Epsom salt bath will do that for you. You know, it's just, yeah. so that takes 20 minutes, you know, like you really only need a minimum of 20 minutes to do something good for your body in the day. And that's anyone can find 20 minutes. I mean, if right. you track how much you're on your phone or the amount of TV shows you watch, or just mindlessly cleaning something you might not need to, like there's definitely times in the day that you can find 20 minutes. Let's go back to that. Cause I love that you're saying, okay, you flip flop from running to lifting mm-hmm. and you add in days of just like mobility, focusing on range of motion, maybe just doing a yoga session for 20 minutes. How do you feel like, cause I know that that concept is so hard for people it to is. be okay with like, today is just a day where you're going to foam roll and stretch, right? Like people mm-hmm. are like, no, but what workout should I be doing? Like I yep. need to burn calories, you know, to get progress or to lose weight, lose fat, get stronger, whatever the goals are. How have you felt like doing that has changed your body or even your mental status? Like, have you seen any difference? Yes. I feel like it makes me appreciate my body more because I feel Mm -hmm. like sometimes we get stuck in those ruts of like, have to burn this many calories, have to run this many miles. You're almost punishing your body. You're almost like, you know, whether it's feeling guilty about something you ate the day before or leading up to the holidays or, Ah, you know, or maybe not even looking the way that you'd prefer to. I just think sometimes workouts become more punishment, but I noticed that when I started doing more mobility and more stretching and foam rolling it, it gives you this different relaxation piece where you're kind of like, I'm able to do something good for my body. And you, I know this sounds a little cheesy, but it's like, you're honoring your body, you know, and, and you're rewarding it for all the hard work that it does during these lifts and these runs and whatever else. So that definitely took a little adjusting because I'm used to that competitive, you know, calorie burn. But even things like when I take a day to do mobility or stretching, the next time I lift or run, I feel fantastic. So that's very rewarding too, is knowing like, okay, maybe I'm not burning a lot of calories today, but I'm doing something that's so healthy for me. I'm taking the time to love myself. And I know that I'm going to feel better tomorrow for it. And even later that day. Right. Same here. Sometimes my best and strongest or heaviest lifts are after I've taken a break for a day or two right? They're not on the days that I've been doing back-to-back lifts. They're always after I've had some rest in between. Then all of a sudden I come back and I'm like, oh my God, I feel like a beast. Like, (laughs) exactly. I I wasn't able to lift that last week. Well, yeah. When you're lifting three days back-to-back, like that is hard to continue to work at that level. I think it's hard for us to take the comparison out of it too. And like I said, that was easy for me because I literally moved away from everyone and Mm. I didn't know anyone here. Because I know back home, it'd be like, ooh, they did this today. I, I should probably do that. And, mm. um, you know, and even some days, like, I'll take a rest day and my husband lifts. And I'm like, well, now I feel bad about my rest day. But you you shouldn't. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, right. you have to kind of hone into your body and your needs. So right. I think taking the comparison out of it is huge, too. Yeah. So when do you typically get your workouts in? With the kids, with work? Are you mostly trying to get them in before everyone's up in the morning? How do you do yep. it? But that's also because I'm a morning person. Like I've had some people be like, how do you do that? But I love to be in bed by like 8.30 at night. I love going to sleep early because I wake up at 5.30 without an alarm. Like I'm just up. So 
for me, that's my time. And I don't mind it because I'm not forcing myself to wake up. My body's used to that. I have a coffee. I plan my workout. I usually get it done before the kids are awake, but at least before they're off to school because I have to help with the bus and stuff. But yeah, so for me, it's the morning. But I know when people ask me that, I'm like, if you're a night person, like do it after the kids go to bed. And I know that's hard for some people because once the kids go to bed, they want to relax. But I'm like, but you relaxing is having your, you know, your mom time or yeah. your dad time. I'm like, so you can make that time fitness, even if it's not relaxing, like you're still going to feel good about it. What I find is that when people get in their head, like, oh, I should wake up early or I really want to do this early. They are thinking about, or they try to wake up earlier without going to bed earlier. Right. And then you so, feel exhausted the next day and you're right. not going to be productive. They're going to be like, nope, this sucks. <laughs> I'm moving it, on. Yeah. And I always have to remind people that like people who get up at, and work out at five o'clock, five 30 in the morning, they're not going to bed at 11. There's right. a reason, right? Like they're still getting enough sleep. They're in bed at eight, like same here, right? I wake up early for clients in the, like a few days a week. So then I make it a habit because it just makes more sense to me to go to bed at the same time every single day and wake up early every single day. Right. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I'm going to bed at like 11. I'm still in bed like you, right? I tuck my kids in and then I'm in bed. <laughs> yes. Like, tuck them in, read them stories, whatever it is. And then I'm going straight to bed because there's no yep. way I would be able to get up. I guess I could do it, but I would be forcing myself. And then right. afterwards, that's only going to last so long, right? Until you're like, I'm so exhausted. I just need more sleep. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So like I said, me, the mornings definitely work because then by the time I'm done, when the kids get home from school, I can be all theirs. But they also know mom's not going to help me get breakfast in the morning. Mom's not going to help me get dressed. Like that's their responsibility so that I can have the afternoon with them, you know? But then I think it's just about being flexible too. So like, for example, like leg days are always very intimidating to me. And that's not the easiest thing to do at like 530 in the morning. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I'll save my leg days for after work just because I'll be a little more awake and I'll have food in my system. And, right. you know, I think it's just about being flexible and you can, you can do it on a daily basis. You can wake up and be like, I don't feel like working out this morning. I'm gonna do it in the afternoon. Right. I think flexibility is a huge part of it. It's funny because you're not the only person I've had interviews with and has said the same thing. Flexibility is the key to consistency, right? Like mm -hmm. if you can be flexible with yourself on when you can get it in or how long your workout is today, right. then it allows you to get more consistent rather than forcing yourself in your head that like, it's got to be at 5am. And if it's not at 5am, then it's not getting done. Exactly. And I like the fact that you talk about it with your kids often. Do you feel like you do that as like a family, like even with your husband who lifts the conversation you guys do have conversations about like exercise and fitness and like how it's good for your body. And yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, I think one of the first conversations we have every morning is like, who's working out when, you know, even our daughter who does cross country needs the treadmill at a certain time. So we have like schedules and, you know, I more so talk to them about, I mean, they know exercise is good for them because they've grown up in that environment, but we mm -hmm. talk about refueling and, you know, rehydrating and, and stuff like that too. And then they're lucky to have a massage therapist as a mom, even if they don't appreciate it yet. So <laughs> work out the kinks when I need to. <laughs> yeah. When they start doing marathons, they'll appreciate it. <laughs> oh, goodness. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Lauren, what would you say to a girlfriend, a family member, 
somebody, I know we touched base on it a little bit, but what would be like your top few tips to someone who is like, man, and I'm sure you've heard it, right? Like Lauren, Mm -hmm. how do you do it? How do you stay Mm -hmm. so consistent? How do you eat healthy? Right? Like we didn't even touch base on that. Like, how do you stick with it every single day, day in and day out? You have to find enjoyment in it. Like I said, if you hate running, don't run. You don't have to run because someone else runs or because they say it's the highest calorie burning exercise or whatever it is. You have to enjoy what you're doing and you can't compare to anyone else. So if you love walking, but your best friend runs, you are not any lesser than them because you went for a walk. You know, I think you really have to do what you want to do. And same goes for eating. Like I enjoy eating healthy, but that's because I love the taste of everything I make. You know, like I genuinely like the foods I eat. I'm not like, oh, I should have a vegetable. I should do this. Right. You know, plus in our house, we always emphasize healthy meals because I told my kids to be kids. I was very, very strict with food up until probably until our move here, like to the point where I had to buy organic ice cream for them. Like it was a little ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So I got to a point where I was like, I want everyone to relax around exercise and around food. And so as long as we're having for the most part, healthy meals, then if you want to have your ice cream or your Halloween candy or your Christmas treats, like I don't have to worry about it because I know that you had a decent meal. So that's the one thing we emphasize in our house is to have like, you know, the, as my parents uh, raised me with the the protein, carbon, veggie meals kind of thing. Right. And, and then I don't have to worry about anything else. Snack on what you want. You know, I just think for a kid, they need to feel relaxed around food and adults too. I mean, it's so easy to get trapped in the shoulds and shouldn'ts of eating when realistically it comes down to the fact of your body needs some nourishment, but it's also okay to eat things because they sound good because they taste good. Yeah. And I mean, it's silly to not recognize that food is a part of socializing and enjoyment and that's a part of life too, right? It's not just about eating everything super clean. No. And I think, you know, I always talk about intuitive eating, which is basically just kind of like eating what your body's in the mood for. So one of my like favorite scenarios is if you're in the mood for pizza, but you feel like in your head, pizza is unhealthy. I shouldn't eat that. And you have a salad. You're going to be starving after that salad because you're not, even if it's like a loaded, you know, crazy avocado chicken, whatever salad, you didn't get that greasy carby pizza that you wanted. So you're just going to keep eating. Cause I've done this. Like you eat the healthy thing. You're not yep. satisfied. You grab a handful of almonds and maybe you grab this. And even though you're eating all healthy things, you end up being extremely full eating way too much when you could have just had a slice of pizza or two, been satisfied and moved on. Yes. You know, that's hard for people to do because there's so much guilt associated with food, especially with like all the diets that are out there. There's, you know, paleo and keto and all these yeah. things that people feel like carbs are evil or fats evil, or, you know, like it's yeah. just food is food. And I think, you know, your body better than anyone, you know, like you're going to know if you genuinely don't tolerate dairy, not just because you want to be paleo, right. Or, you know, you're going to know if your body tends to, you know, gain weight on carbs versus someone who, you know, might metabolize them better. So I just think I love intuitive eating because it's just focusing on what you're truly in the mood for. And people sometimes think, oh, if I eat intuitively, I'm going to eat an entire cake or I'm like, no, you're not, you know, you might end up having a piece and a half of cake when you would normally cut yourself like a sliver, but it's removing the guilt around all of that. Like I'm in the mood for this. This sounded delicious. Enjoy every bite. And then when you're done, you're done. No guilt, no like planning to work out the next day. Like just enjoy because food is for enjoyment. You know, it's how we enjoy socializing. It's how we have family time. It's how we fuel our bodies. So I just think that that part of it has always been so important to me. 
Yeah. I, I love that you're saying all of that. I talk to my clients about that all the time, because I think mm-hmm. that once we add too many rules, the thought of breaking them, or if you break them, that's mm-hmm. what throws you into the spiral, right? Yeah. Like you're saying, you ate something healthy, you're unsatisfied. Now you're like looking for something that's going to satisfy you and you just keep munching and munching and nothing's mm-hmm. going to satisfy you. If you had just had the burger or the pizza or whatever, you would have exactly. been done. Yeah. I find with intuitive eating, I actually end up eating less, mm. you know, cause even if it's something that's dubbed like unhealthy, right. I mean, I had like a Twix for dinner last night just cause it sounded good. I was like, yeah. I'm not in the mood for chicken. I'm not in the mood for this. Like I just want some nasty chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> so I ate it and I was good. You know what I mean? Like, right. so not officially for dinner, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, no, I know what you mean. <laughs> so yeah, I just, that's a huge component. So then you can work out intuitively too. Cause you're not like, Ooh, what did I eat last night? What should I do today? You know, it's just really paying attention to your body is the biggest thing that anyone can do, you know, right. who's, you know, in a rut, in a workout thing or a food thing, just start, you know, just what sounds good to me? How does my body want to move? Like, I swear there's days I wake up and I'm like, my butt wants to squat today, you know, like, or like my back wants to do lap pull downs. Like it's weird, but it's like your body does kind of like intuitively tell you like, Hmm, this sounds good to me. The same with food, the same with craving family time or alone time, whatever it is. You know, I just think the more we tune into ourselves, the better the outcome. I think people have a hard time with that concept because we're so used to following guides and strict rules around Mm -hmm. fitness and mostly probably more so around diet than fitness, but just kind of like, tell me what you're doing and I'll do that too. Right. Like this thought of like, you're in great shape. I want to be like that. Tell me what you're doing and I'll do that too. And it's like, we all know that you and I could eat the same exact way, do the same exact exercises, and we're going to look completely different. So different. Yes. So, and that's okay. (laughs) Right. But I think we're so caught up on rules and following guidelines that it's hard for us to just kind of stop and go, actually, I'm full already, or I'm satisfied, or this is kind of what I'm in the mood for, or I could really use like a good sweat today or a good lift or whatever it is. Right. Or a good walk, a nice long walk. Yeah. And I think the main component to that is taking the comparison out. Like I had said, you know, because if you don't, you thought all of your friends were eating whatever they wanted to and, and not working out or minimally working out. I feel like all the pressure would be taken off of you, but because especially being in the fitness industry, like you are and, you know, an athlete, like I am, I feel like most of the people we associate with are in that same realm. So it's easy to be like, Ooh, this person does this. And that person does this. And Ooh, look how they look. What I want to know their secret. It's so easy to get caught up in all of that versus just shutting it off. And it takes practice. And like I said, I don't, I don't know where I'd be with it if I didn't move away from everything. You know, I kind of had a jump start ability. Did um, you feel like that changed the way you looked and thought about food too? Like once your fitness started to change and evolve yep. a little bit? Yeah. Cause I was always, I was so strict with food that I literally have brought my own meals to weddings before. Like it wasn't, it was not a healthy level. And I thought mm. it was healthy because I was like, no, I want to be healthy. So I'm going to eat my sweet potato and chicken and not there, you know, whatever. But when we moved here, I was like, we're moving here for a better quality of life. And so I need to let go of the food stuff. And we did. We went nuts. We had pizza all the time. We had burgers all the time, French fries, like stuff that I always dubbed as bad. Mm -hmm. And then to see that we could do all that and that I didn't like blow up, you know, it was Mm -hmm. it was kind of nice. Then you're kind of like, oh, okay, like I can eat these things and I don't have all these 
misdiagnosed eating disorders and, you know, right. Whatever. So yeah, it definitely allowed us to relax a little bit more, letting go of all of that and just kind of eating what we want. Did you feel like, I'm just, this is out of like curiosity. It's popping into my head now. Did you feel like that when you were running more and lifting less, did you feel like your hunger was different than it is now? Like your hunger levels, your craving levels? I feel like it was more, it was mentally different because I feel Mm -hmm. like knowing I ran 20 miles that day gave me a get out of jail free card to eat as much as I wanted. And Mm -hmm. I think it played games with my head where it's like, Ooh, I have to eat these calories back because I'm having to refuel when really I wasn't paying attention to my hunger cues at all. I was just like, I ran 20 miles. I can do what I want. And even though I was eating a lot of healthy stuff, I was still eating, I mean, tons, like tons of nuts and tons of just like a ton of calories. I didn't necessarily need because mentally I was like, "Mm, I can do what I want. So I think that's the nice thing too, about just working out how you feel is I have no idea how many calories I'm burning. And then you just are like, am I hungry? I am. What am I in the mood for? Okay. I'm gonna eat that. Yeah. I like that. I think that sometimes that diet and like fitness thing, it just messes with people, right? Like I burned this, so I'm going to have this, or I burned this, so I should be here on the scale. And it's like, we need to stop like paying attention and nitpicking at those little details. Yes, absolutely. One of the main things I stopped doing when I moved here was counting calories. So you were counting calories even when you were running a lot? I used to do that. And I used Mm. to, I guess, tell myself that I did it to make sure I refueled from my long runs, Mm -hmm. but then it just became unhealthy, you know, to the point where like, I don't know if you ever counted calories, but if you go over your allotted amount, it's like in bright, bold red, where it's like negative one, (laughs) literally one calorie. Right. But I would have the mind like I ruined the day. Okay. And then you just and then yeah. you just eat because you ruined your day. Like that was, I know that works for some people. And if it works for them and they can maintain that healthily, I, I think that's great. But for me, it was super unhealthy and it made me very aware of every tiny little thing that I put in my mouth mm. and it was just too much. So yeah. for me, it was unhealthy. So that's one of the main things I stopped doing and moved here too. Cause I don't want to know how many calories is in the three pieces of pizza I'm going to have, you know, yeah. like I just want to enjoy the pizza. <laughs> right. Yeah. I used to count calories when I, like after having babies and I, gained a lot of weight with both of my pregnancies. Mm -hmm. And I just realized that personally, it's just not something that's healthy for me because I'm too OCD about that stuff. Right. Like I'm like literally trying to get the exact number and exact grams. And I'm obsessing over like, that's not the way to be. (laughs) Yeah. Like it just, it would bother me if I was over a gram or under a gram. So I know personally with nutrition clients, like that's one thing I ask them, like, how do you feel about tracking your macros or your, like your food? Like, does that make you feel anxious or stressed? Do do you like it? Do you like to see those numbers? Like, does it help you mentally or like, does it hurt you mentally? I personally don't do it really with my clients. If they feel like it's helpful, we'll implement it, but not if anybody is going to feel stress over it. Cause I know for me, I don't personally like to do it. Exactly. Yeah. I feel the same way. It's a little too, like, like you said, same here. You get those big negative red numbers. I'm like, ah, yes. And it just makes you feel bad about yourself. It makes you feel like you failed. And that's not the case. You know what right. I mean? I, I don't think that's the case at all. Yeah. So I have to ask you a question since you're into, into intuitive eating. I, to be honest, I don't know all the ins and outs of it. I've obviously heard about it. Now it seems like you're saying 
intuitive eating as far as like paying attention to things you might be in the mood for, what your body Mm -hmm. might be craving. Is intuitive eating also about eating only when you're hungry? No. Okay. So I didn't think so. And someone said that to me once it was like a client and I was like, I'm gonna have to look into that because I don't think that's what it means. So right. And I have you to clarify like professional level at all. I just have done research on my own for my own benefit because I've fallen into loving it. So like I follow people on social media who are big about it and things like that. But from what I've gathered, you know, you can eat something just simply because it sounds good. You know what I mean? Like you might be full after dinner and then someone brings out dessert and you're not necessarily hungry, but you're like, wow, that sounds amazing. Yeah. And so you just have it because it sounds good. Or like Mm -hmm. your kids are having a snack. Like, mom, do you want to try one? Yeah, I do. You know, like doesn't always need to be hunger related, you know, and it it doesn't mean you're going to go out of control either. I think people are so nervous, like to have something they like and, and binge on it. And, you know, I think it takes time to allow yourself to like, you have to undo all the bad habits before you can eat intuitively, I think. But by doing that, you have to dive in. You have to let yourself accidentally eat like a box of pizza and be like, okay, that didn't feel good. So next time I'm going to have less, you know, it eventually levels out. You know, I think people are so panicked about, unfortunately about weight gain and and things like that, that I think that's where all the strictness comes from with all these diets and the fads. But, you know, sometimes these diets and fads are disguised disordered eating, you know, Mm. because you're giving yourself so many rules and, you know, it's just, and I've done them all. I have done intermittent fasting. I've done paleo, keto. I've done FODMAP. I mean, if there's a diet out there, I've (laughs) tried it. I don't think I've heard of FODMAP. What is that? It's it's supposed to be like a low glycemic index. Oh, 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 yes. Okay. I do know what you're talking about. Yeah. So the healthiest I have ever felt is living here, working out however my body feels, you know, like I can go out with a goal of running 10 miles and end up only running, running five and just being okay with that. Hmm. And the same with lifting. I'd be like, I'm going to lift heavy today. And you get out there and do one lift and you're like, that's not happening. So it's just accepting where you're at on that day, what you're in the mood for, Yeah, you know, workout and food wise. And the biggest thing for me too, is I don't know where you get, I mean, you've been a trainer for so long, but I know when I look for my influences to get myself motivated to go in the garage or get out on the streets, I follow people on social media, which I know people are trying to like get away from their phones a little bit more, Yeah, but I love it. That's what I do in the morning when I have my coffee. I have Instagram people that I follow who I just oh. I love workouts and it's so motivating in the morning to just watch their workouts. And then sometimes I'll be like, Ooh, I want to try that. So I'll like write it down as part of my workout. And I think that's huge too, is always trying new things. Like, I think the reason I'm able to be so consistent with what I do is because I'm always excited to do my workout. Yes, I really am. You know, if there's ever a day where I'm like, Ooh, I have to work out. That's usually a good sign that it's a rest day, you know, and I save all my own videos. Like that's a lot of the reason I do record myself working out is I have a whole workout album. So it's kind of cool to look through my own videos and remember some of the things I did and I get ideas from that too. So that's self-motivating. She's like, Oh, look at me go. You know? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I, I get my workout ideas from everywhere. I mean, some things are just old things that I go back to. Like I've got libraries and libraries of workouts that I might just go back to something really old. I follow people on, you know, social. Yeah. Everyone's different. I think you do need to find things that motivate you. And as far as like social, find things that inspire you versus get you feeling like, oh, I wish I could do that or right. Kind of like, yes. Oh, 
I can't do that. Or she's so strong or whatever. So you got to pay attention to like how you're feeling when you see that stuff, like what's inspiring you and what's like knocking you down a little bit and making you feel bad. So my few takeaways from our talk today is flexibility with consistency, Mm -hmm. finding something that you love, right? Right. And listening to your body. Would you say those are your like top few tips for people? Yeah. And, and letting go of comparison. Cause I really think that's the evil of everything we do because we want to look like this person or be like this person. And when you let all of that go, that's when you're able to like tune into yourself. But I feel like when we're always looking outward, that's never going to happen. And there is good comparison. You know, you can use comparison for motivation and all that, but the negative stuff, like you were saying, the stuff that doesn't make you feel good about yourself because you feel lesser than, or, you know, anything like that. That's the stuff that I think needs to to be quieted. It's funny that you say that. I actually were, I'm doing an episode with another coach on just comparison. And the reason I'm doing it with her is because like we do a lot of the same workouts. And sometimes when we work out together, we've compared, like, have you ever heard of like my zone, like the heart rate monitor? Yep. We'll both wear it. And we're just such different bodies we weigh about the same. We look completely different, right? So this is why I thought this was like such a good person to do this interview with. We weigh about the same. We have completely different body types. We -hmm. do the same exact workout, lifting the same exact weight and our heart rates are completely different. That's Our our stuff is like so different. And it's like, that's just like such a big thing. Like, and it's funny because I'll look at her and be like, man, you're burning like 150 more calories than me each workout. And she's looking at me and she's going, yeah, but you're fitter than me because your heart rate's coming down faster than mine. So it's just so funny, funny how we do that, right? Yeah. I used to feel so inferior to CrossFitters just because uh, as much as I enjoy lifting, I have a runner's body. So I used to get in my own head and be like, well, if I can't squat this, then what's the point of squatting? Mm, you know? Interesting. And- So it was nice to kind of like pull my head out of myself and get in the garage (laughs) no matter what and just do what I can do. Yeah. If I was comparing myself to these, in my opinion, I think people who can CrossFit are badass, probably just because I can't do it. It's a little intimidating to me. Yeah. But if I was always comparing to them, I I don't think I would ever lift. And I love lifting so much. So I'm so thankful that I was able to just be like, okay, you know, this is so-and-so, but this is Lauren and this is what Lauren can do. (laughs) Yeah. And this is what Lauren's body feels good doing and- Yeah. And allows her to do day after day versus being injured because you're pushing yourself to try to get to whatever somebody else's level is. Exactly. Yeah. Lauren, thank you so much for taking the time to do this with me today. I'm so excited for it to air. You are welcome. Are you all set and ready for the holidays? For the most part, we're flying to New Hampshire on Christmas Day. So wow, we'll be cold. (laughs) Well, travel safe and have fun. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Making Fit Work. If you did, it would mean so much to me if you took a minute to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. It really does make a difference and would be super helpful to me. Also, if you have any topic suggestions, if there's something in particular you'd love for me to address on this podcast, feel free to shoot me a message. I would absolutely love to hear from you. You can shoot me a DM on Facebook or Instagram and find me at fit with underscore Nina. Again, you can find me at fit with underscore Nina, or you can join my private community on Facebook called making fit work and drop topic suggestions in there. Until next time, my friends, be strong, be healthy, be happy.